0: All right, we got the Election Insider podcast with Richard Barron and my co-host Gary Vaughn. He's with Daily Stock Picks podcast. You can find him at Daily Stock Picks three on Twitter. I'm at Richard Barron two on Twitter. We want you to subscribe to the podcast and retweet it once it's out on Twitter. Tell all your friends and family to listen and we
1: will get into the show now how's it going gary good good i am uh i'm excited it's friday thanksgiving thursday
0: so yeah and i heard you're you're babysitting another dog besides your two is that no, what's going on no no on? no that
1: was my, that was my friend dot my friend kim's dog who uh is in the backyard of her house she just had her house fenced in and this oh. dog has, the dog has never been able he's an australian sheepdog i think and he's never been able to run other than on a leash because she didn't have a fenced-in backyard. Oh. And so she just sent me a video of the, you know, it's a little crackhead. Uh, oh, running I thought around. you were saying that it was out in your backyard, like you no, were babysitting no, no. the dog. No, if I were babysitting a dog, my two would be going nuts right now. <laughs> Are you you heading up to New Jersey this weekend to to go to
0: uh, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. with your
1: family? Maybe tomorrow, but most likely probably Monday or Tuesday. I'll head up there. It's a it's That's a full day drive.
0: Like a 15 hour
1: drive. Yeah, cuz oh. I drive an electric car. I'm one of those uh um what do they call them libtarts? <laughs> uh, Are you drive, How How long do you have to how many times do you have to charge on that 15 hour drive? So because it's cold, typically in the summer I'll have to stop anywhere between 4 and 5 times. Because it's cold, I'll probably have to stop either 6 or 7 times and it's not because Um, I, I am in danger of losing like all my battery. It's just the battery charges better when you're in the middle, like between 20 and 60, 20 and 80%. Um, so the car knows the temperature outside and says, oh, you're getting below 20. We're going to, you know, make you stop before you get to 20 in the summertime. You can get below 10 and and it's perfectly fine but it really wants to charge between that 20 and 60, 20 and 80. So, so the electric makes,
0: engines are affected by the cold.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you, you get Yeah. It, it'll, it'll, it'll reduce my range from about 270 miles down to probably about 220. It's, it's a big, big deal. Well, my, I have a
0: hybrid, a Hyundai Ionic and I get, you know, usually when I'm doing Uber, I get like 56 to 59 miles to the gallon. But since the temperature has dropped, I'm now getting like 50 to 52. And that seems to happen every winter. Whenever the, whenever it gets cold, my gas mileage drops, I'm still be able to get 50, but it's, you know, a few miles to the gallon less.
1: It's it. Yeah. It's the, it's the, um, the, the energy and the battery, you're spending more energy because the battery needs to stay warm. It's my right. understanding of it from an engineer. Well, I
0: had some suspicion about that the the electric engine didn't perform as well or something in cold weather because it, it definitely affected, has affected it ever since I've had that car when I've dr- driven in the winter. Yeah, I'm not going to be around on Thanksgiving either. I'm headed to Canada for for a few days. Um, you driving with, or are you flying? With, we're dry. I mean, no, we're flying, flying to Vancouver, <laughs> BC. Yeah. And so hopefully I might get to see my dad and my brother, uh, up in Seattle too. I don't, I don't know for sure yet, but that might happen. And this week I spent, uh, like three days working in, um, girlfriend's dental office. And I, I decided I really liked being a director and delegating much better than I do. Sitting there doing paperwork and serving customer. I mean, I had fun, but holy moly, I you know, I don't even I I didn't know what I was doing there. So I, I spent the whole three days I was there this week just trying to figure things out. And there was nobody in the office that knew how to do anything because the two ladies that normally work there were gone. So I, I was like flying blind. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody out there is like thinking, what can be so hard about it? I'll tell you what, when you have to sit down in front of dental software that you've never used before and p- patients are coming in, you're getting phone calls, you've got ma- incoming mail to process, um, all these other reports that need done. And then you're trying to, to communicate with the dentist and the dental assistant and you've never done any of that before you're i I felt like my head was spinning at some point and my girlfriend said i've never seen you work so hard in your whole life
1: (laughs) i I think i texted you and you told me i'm at chief's office i can't i can't i can't deal with this and and i'm stressed out of my mind and i said you know what i'm never going back to work ever again
0: (laughs) oh man well you know it feels good i i i don't mind doing uber and but this was this was a lot more enjoyable. Plus, I got to see her some during the day too, so that was pretty nice. But on, to, uh, I guess, other than that, I've been following this election news out of Harris County, Texas, and Harris County. I think it's either the third or the fourth largest county in the country. That job was open earlier this year, and they have, I think, three point. 2 million registered voters. So that's like four times the size of Fulton County, which is the largest county in Georgia where I worked as a director. Did you, and, did you, did you apply for this job? Well, I, I made 160 grand here in Fulton. Uh, as soon as I left, they raised the starting salary to 175,000 because they knew it was going to be hard to get someone to come in and do the job. Harris County, the recruiter that was hiring for Harris County contacted me and I said, how much is the job paying? And I really had, I I had no intention of applying for that job because it just, it sounds miserable. But they said 195,000. And my response to them was, your county is four times the size or the county you're recruiting for is four times the size of the one I worked in. And I made 160. You're only going to pay 35,000 more for that responsibility. They have so many early voting sites and so many election day sites. It is a monster job there. I said, Mm -hmm. if you can, if you tell your people that um, they need to pay at least 300,000 and they're willing to do that, then you can call me back. I I heard that this guy, Clifford Tatum, who's the elections administrator there, was hired at around 240. That's that's not enough. And and I think he's probably, you know, he was that used to be the director of elections in D.C. for four years. And he's he's an attorney. So he's done a bunch of
1: legal work in other places. But well, l- I, let me add this in from a financial perspective. Texas is a no income uh, income tax state. Correct. So at least you have that going for you.
0: Yeah, but the, um, I think they offset that. If I remember right from when I lived in Texas, I think property. property taxes are a lot higher. So it all washes out in the end, uh, you know, cause you pay for it either with the property
1: taxes, if you rent or, you know, well, not, your, not only tax, but the, uh, the electricity and things in Texas, um, the electricity is significantly more costly down there. If you know anything about electricity, the grid, there's three grids in the United States. There's the East Coast grid, there's the West Coast grid, and then there's the Texas grid. And the Texas grid is its, its own grid. And that's why they yeah, have so it, many problems there. I, I
0: remember too that there were all sorts of utilities that would compete for your house. Yep. I mean, and you had a, a, an array of choices. You could get your... You could say you want you want a power company that's going to give you power. Ninety percent of the power would be from wind and 10 percent would be from gas or something. There were all these different choices you had. I liked having the choices, but sometimes it was a little overwhelming trying to go through all those things. And so you just end up picking one. But yeah, so Texas, you know, yeah, they, they try to act like they're their own country still even though they begged the U.S. to accept them back in the 1800s. Now, so Clifford, I think he had four years as a director of D.C. elections, and I don't think he has any other experience other than that. I don't know him, but I definitely feel sorry for him. Apparently, they had a number of issues on election day, and I think that you know, right now he's got a lawsuit that the Republican party filed and that, that lawsuit alleges that the office basically tried to suppress the vote in Republican areas of the County. And so then governor Abbott gets involved and he gets involved and he wants to do an investigation of what happened in Harris County. They they had a bunch of different issues. They had one polling place, NRG Arena, where 21 of the 44 machines were down at one point during the day. They had uh, to stay open. All of their polling places had to stay open until 8 p.m. rather than 7 p.m. They had another multi-purpose Voting center that twenty of the sixty voting machines were down the this the unique thing about Harris County and many counties in Texas actually is that they have what's called countywide polling places. so you can vote anywhere on election day. like in Georgia, you have to vote at your polling place on election day. So Harris County is more like early voting in Georgia on election day as well. They have early voting and then they have the countywide polling places. On election day as well so you can go anywhere and that makes it convenient for voters it also cuts down on the number of provisional ballots because usually on election day if you have provisional ballot or provisional voters it's because they've come in and they're in the wrong precinct the most of the people that vote provisionally they've gone into the into the incorrect precinct they aren't on the voter rolls there and they'll demand to vote And so if you vote out of precinct uh, in a state that allows you to vote out of precinct on a provisional ballot, what they usually do is they'll only count the races that are in common between the polling place that you're at and the precinct in which you're registered to vote. Anything that isn't the same, they toss out
1: when they have to remake that ballot. And I'm reading online the Baker Ripley House in downtown Houston, which is part of Harris County. Um, didn't open for four hours because officials misplaced a key that was needed to use the voting machines. Oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> apparently there was there was some
0: equipment not only that was down, but some places didn't have all of their equipment. There were supplies that were
1: missing at a lot of these places as well. And well, and and, and make no mistake about it, Beto O'Rourke beat Governor Abbott by nine points in this county. Yeah, and that's why, so there, the, the Texas Civil Rights
0: Project issued a statement after Abbott's announcement that he wanted uh, the Texas Rangers to investigate and the Secretary of State to investigate. And he said, yeah. so the Texas Civil Rights Project said, today's announcement is precisely what Texas civil rights organizations were worried about when we called for the Department of Justice to send federal monitors to Harris County. After the SOS singled out Harris County before the election, the governor now calls for an investigation of that county while the county finalizes election results, even though the voters in other counties across the state experienced many of the same issues. Launching a criminal investigation of election issues would be an especially clear and alarming escalation of the state's campaign against voters of Harris County, the most diverse county in Texas. The state has proven time and time again that it is a bad faith actor when it comes to protecting voters. The governor should rescind his self-interested call for investigations and allow election officials to do their jobs and finalize the results. And so that kind of goes along with what you said. Abbott lost that county, and he, he did much better the rest of the state. And now he's calling for an investigation of the county where he, where he lost. Well, let, and, me ask,
1: let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Um if a county that you were working in as a director uh couldn't find a key would a federal monitor <laughs> have done anything to uh, I mean that's my question is would monitors have been able to do anything for an issue I, I mean it's 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 semi incompetence that uh, something didn't open up for 4 hours because of a key. Uh um, Correct. But I, I can't imagine, you tell me as, an, as a former elections director, what would monitors have done? Freak out? Nothing.
0: I mean, we, uh DOJ would send out monitors, they they send them out to elections, uh, election offices prior to election day all the time. They come in, they go around they make they do make observations at polling places and if they hear of problems they try to go to those polling places and then interview them the thing is is that when those monitors come in they're all attorneys you never get a report afterwards of what their thoughts were on the process i mean it's i'm not really sure what the purpose is if they aren't going to give you feedback from the field and so i used to have them in williamson county they would come there they would come here to fulton county they don't they don't have the manpower to send them out to every county in the country but all they can do is make observations and there are so few of them that go to each county you know it's usually like 2 to 4 for a big county they they don't get to see much anyway so if you have a key that's missing now what's common on election day morning is that you make arrangements if the place will not give keys to the poll workers, you make arrangements to get into buildings. Sometimes the people that are supposed to get you into the building and meet, meet the poll workers at 5. AM they oversleep. They don't show up. So sometimes you, they can't get into the building and then you're scrambling to call all these backup numbers, which people usually don't answer at 5. AM or 6. AM either, (laughs) but to have, if a key is missing, to uh, voting machines that will like their their security keys and they won't allow those to be opened you know what everybody's trained to do is to to vote people provisionally until they can get the polling place up and running i'm not sure if that was done in this this instance but you know the poll workers sometimes too you know it they've got so many people staring down at them from line at seven o'clock. They kind of they panic, so, as an elections office, you have to be ready to back people up. Sometimes you're getting information from the field that isn't accurate. you You get activists calling you get, um, you know, these other organizations that will call and say, this is going on, this is going on, or your external affairs department goes, I'm monitoring Twitter and this is what they're saying. <laughs> Most of the Twitter comments are never accurate. And I, I personally always used to tell external affairs, I don't respond to Twitter. Whatever you bring me that's on Twitter, I don't care. You need to go, you need, we need, we need sources that are on the ground that are either our sources or maybe some kind of an election protection that goes out there and they can tell us what's going on. Or the best thing to do is to call the poll workers because you, you cannot rely on Twitter or get sucked into responding to Twitter. I mean, anybody that goes on to Twitter can see that it's nothing but vitriol on there anyway, usually, unless you get nice pet videos, which I see here every once in a while.
1: Well, I'm reading I'm reading that uh, a judge ordered voting hours to be extended until 8 p.m. across Harris County's 782 polling locations due to the delay in opening. That's Uh, the the Texas Supreme Court later ruled that voting should only occur as permitted by the Texas election code and the votes cast after the original deadline should be segregated. So the question that I have as as an elections official, how do you – you get orders from judges and then how do your poll workers get those orders in time for you to say to them, hey, we need to segregate those voters because isn't – aren't most of the counts done by uh, the machines? So how are you segregating well, those votes after hours?
0: You have to have everyone vote provisionally. So they get, somebody has to fill out an envelope. They vote, they put it into another, an inner envelope that goes into that one and then they're processed afterwards. So these individually, uh, these individual ballots are, are in these provisional envelopes they're the, and then they determine afterwards whether that vote should count. That's how they segregate them. It takes a long time to process those provisional ballots afterwards because they've got to then open all of them at the 782 polling places. And if you're talking about people voting for an extra hour at 782 polling places and you have to now open envelopes at all of those places for who knows how many voters voted in that last hour because they may have been turned away. I mean I I was reading also that there were sometimes people at some locations um I read in Harris County that one person counted more than 100 people walk out in an hour and none of them had been able to vote because they got they couldn't wait anymore. So well, and, and all of those people are going yeah, to try General, to come
1: back. What's interesting about that is the Republicans will say all 100 are Republicans. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. They can make those claims and you you can't disprove it because those people have left. Right. So it's, you know, and Harris County not only have seven seven hundred eighty two polling places, but it's seventeen hundred square miles. It's bigger than Rhode Island. That county is.
1: Well, and there was a I'm reading about this Harris County judge, Lena Hidalgo, wins uh her tight race for reelection. And the headline, this is from Texas Tribune. Uh, The headline says, GOP donors spent millions to unseat Hidalgo, who is a Democrat, who leads the state's most populous county and take back a seat they lost four years ago. Uh, It came down to 16,000 votes, less than two percentage points. Um, She underperformed Beto O'Rourke in this county. So Beto O'Rourke beat Greg Abbott by nine percentage points. She underperformed Beto O'Rourke by two two percentage points, which indicates to me that maybe not not that a lot of people would have voted um, Republican. I wonder how many people actually un, how many Democrats walked out because that's oh, what it means. Yeah.
0: yeah, and there it there could have been. I mean, I saw a video where there was a lady just berating. Um, Clifford Tatum, the elections administrator, and I think it was outside that NRG polling place where they had half the machines down. He was either that one or the one that you mentioned earlier um, where like half of the machines were down. There were also allegations by the Republicans in their lawsuit against Harris County and Clifford Tatum that they, that a lot of the scanners were not scanning both sides of the ballots. And so I, you know, that guy, is getting paid about a quarter million. And I'm wondering if he is cons- trying to determine whether it's worth it to stay the way, there.
1: In this, in this County, uh, mattress Mac, anybody that knows about sports betting mattress Mac is the Houston mattress dealer. Uh-huh. Who, uh, every year, what he does around the world series or he, whenever like somebody from Houston gets into one of the playoffs, he winds up offering people a free mattress if, uh, if the team wins. So what he does is he always want, like for the Astros, when the Astros were in the world series, he puts millions and millions of dollars on the Astros winning the world series. And Uh so if you come in and buy a mattress and the Astros win, you get a free mattress because he won that bet.
0: (laughs) Ah, okay.
1: His insurance policy. And people wind up buying tons of mattresses from this guy, um, and he winds up winning his bet and giving you the mattress. He gives you a full refund on the on the purchase of a mattress. So uh, every year that Houston folks get into the World Series and stuff, they you know buy their baby makers. <laughs> yeah,
0: the, the other the other issue, Gary, that was on, you know, there was a lot of people that have been complaining about these, these counties or states around the country that where they, they're still counting days after like Florida pretty much had counted all of their, their votes on election night. And you've got states like Nevada or Arizona that are counting, you know, days and days later. Well, the reason that happens is because It depends on what you're going to do with ballot by mail many times. Like Maricopa County had 290,000 ballots dropped off on election day. That is a absolute ton of ballots to receive, to bring in. You have to do all the processing beforehand, which means that you have to check those in. I don't know what their signature requirements are there, but then you've got to verify signatures, you have to accept them so that it gives voters credit, then they have to be opened in stages and then scanned. It, that takes a ton of time, and I don't think people fully appreciate what that kind of process is. And it doesn't mean that there's any voter fraud. It just means that that state allows for ballots to be dropped off in the election day polls and at drop boxes all over the county on election day so then they have to process them afterwards they're all valid ballots but you can't get them processed beforehand and and it takes a ton of time to do that other states you know they they have like in texas it's very hard to vote by mail because you have to prove that you're going to be out of the county during early voting and on election day so you you can't just go in or i think you can be a senior or disabled But other than that, you cannot vote by mail there. So in Texas, and I I don't know exactly what Florida does with ballot by mail, but, you know, some states will say everything has to be in by election day. Some states will use the postmark and they'll give you four or five days afterwards. If it's postmarked, you get four or five days to get your ballot in. So every state's got its own rules. And just because people are counting later does not mean that there's fraud. It just, it, it essentially just means that the state that you're living in has different rules than the other state. We don't have uniformity in the U S it's a completely different. Uh, it's a completely decentralized process here. Unlike like in Brazil. And I'd really like to get somebody from Brazil on to talk about their election system, because it it sounds like an amazing voting system. Apparently they have it is everything's electronic. They they pull out the electronic media at the end of the day. They take it to a counting center. It's it the results then are sent up through a secure satellite and collected at one central place in Brazil. And the, all of the results across Brazil were apparently counted within five hours. Now I don't think they have ballot by mail down there. I that's why I'd like to get to see how it is they do this, but. I don't know how disabled people or elderly people that can't get to the polls end up voting in a country like Brazil, but the hackers that they've invited to try to break into that system cannot do it, and it's a completely secure secure system that's been in use for years and years. So I I would really um, I I wrote a couple people to Carter Center to and and I looked up uh, a journalist and another professor, and I'm going to try to get someone on soon to talk about these brazilian elections and how they they count so fast. Brazil's known as a, you know, being a corrupt country, but apparently their elections are one of the
1: areas in that country that they that they do well. I'd love, listen, you know, I'm all for electronic, but like you said, uh if the elderly and the the handicapped uh that answer would need to be Kind of told before. Um, I'd, I'd want to know everything about that one. Just, you know, again, we talk about it all the time. I, I have empathy for those folks on Meals on Wheels that I deliver meals to and that most likely on the reelection here in Georgia, uh, the runoff, uh, I don't know how they're going to get to the polls. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it's such a quick turnaround time that absentee ballots. You know, do they count? Is my absentee ballot going to count? I talked to my parents today. My absentee ballot hasn't shown up yet. So they haven't. Oh, the one
0: that you're having mailed to their house? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's, what's the date today? I don't think they've even been mailed yet. Have they?
1: She said the 21st. So by Monday, maybe. Okay.
0: Yeah. Because I know just from talking uh, to someone with Fulton County the other day, the ballot, they, they still have to do the audit here. I don't know when exactly the audit happens, but they're gonna they're gonna audit those results. Um, I don't know if it's next week, but and it's gonna be just a percent of the ballots. Once they get that done, they'll confirm the results. And they aren't gonna start voting here in Georgia for this the last state or the last U.S. Senate seat. Um, I believe a week from Sunday is when many of the counties are going to uh, start voting in Georgia. And,
1: and we already you, know the the Republicans took the house, the Democrats hold the Senate. So this yeah. seat really goes, it'll either be 50, um, 50 in the house. If Herschel wins, it'll be or 51, Senate, yeah. yeah, the Senate, it'll be 51, 49 if Warnock wins.
0: Yeah, and I, I saw some clip about uh Herschel Walker talking about um vampires and <laughs>
1: werewolves. Did you see this story? I you know, I've 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 kind of wiped Herschel off my uh my Google. So I, I don't see a lot of Herschel stories anymore. Um oh thank God
0: there there are a bunch of things out there about him now. I, I don't even I listened to this this video he was rambling on about watching he was watching his tv and then there were kids on the tv watching tv and they had a vampire in the closet upstairs then this werewolf and he was asking the crowd at this rally if they knew that werewolves could kill
1: vampires
0: i'm like oh my god this guy could actually become a senator listen
1: anyway uh, I mean, you he you when you when people vote for him i know some people who vote for him a they're UGA graduates or super fans. Uh, yeah. B, they're just like, "Hey, Warnock's not going to vote the way I want him to vote, so might as well vote Herschel." It's not yeah. and, you know, we talked about it all the time. You're not necessarily voting for a candidate, you're voting for the party.
0: Yeah, and I saw there was a a person with UGA flags on this truck the other day and they're there was a Herschel sticker on there, so yeah, they're probably i don't know hardcore u g a fans and they're just gonna vote for the
1: i I saw during my run this morning I saw a uh one of those lawn lawn placards, and it says women for Herschel <laughs> and I, I, man, and, I- and
0: there was another he was he was filmed at a school like an elementary school talking to the kids there, and he he said to the kids that if he hadn't got help and put into a hospital, he would have for sure killed his wife. He sent this to a bunch of kids. I know.
1: I, 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 I feel, I, again, I feel bad for him because I think he does have CTE. I think he's got rage issues. He says he's over it, but anybody that knows anything about CTE, look at junior say junior say wound up quitting, you know, killing himself over um, the 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 terror that was in his mind, and I there think have been several
0: got several several people with that CTE that have ended up committing suicide because I I mean it it damages your brain yeah to yeah. Get, to play a sport like that and just get your head cracked every single day for years
1: and years. But again, you know, I, w- I really wish Warnock would have um would have just said to Herschel, "Tell me where you differ from Donald Trump." And just tell people where you will vote against something that Donald Trump stood for, because if if people like Donald Trump, they should vote for you. If they don't like Donald Trump, they should vote for me. And I wish Warnock would have done that because I think the the race would have been a little bit different. Um, you know, a, again, the 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 UGA people, I, the guy's a legend in this state. I can't knock them for that, and they're they're just. I I don't think that they're voting for him. Just like, particularly, I didn't vote for Warnock. I'm not a huge fan, um, but I voted for the vote. Yeah. So I can't knock those people, but I just wish you know there was some type of. We have requirements for licensing for uh um you know dentistry for doctors um, for, for lawyers. We have licensing for hairdressers. There's no license to be in a, you know, a representative.
0: No, I know that's some people that run too. And I is Lauren Boebert's race been called yet?
1: She, she yeah, the Democrat today within the last hour or two, um, conceded. So she won. Okay. I, yeah, I, cause I think I read yesterday that it was still up in the air. So yeah, it, it well, was like an hour ago that she won.
0: I think uh, we were going to try to do a shorter episode today, and I want to be able to get you out of here, Gary, and
1: we can start our weekend. Yeah. Good deal. You got anything else? No. No, other than um, I'm I'm looking forward to more Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX drama this weekend over Bitcoin. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, the The greatest clip— Uh, And I I do watch CNBC news, but the greatest clip was this trader, Josh Brown, and he got on After Hours yesterday and he said um, to Scott Wapner on CNBC, he said, listen, Scott, he goes, I've done some Googling that I thought I would never have to Google in my life over this FTX stuff. He goes, do you know what Polydom is? I have no idea what Polydom is. He goes, I Googled it. I don't want to know what Polydom is after I Googled it. Um, Hey, Oh, go ahead. No, they they're if if you haven't looked up some of the FTX stuff, it is sex orgies, it is people living in a house, it is people stealing billions of dollars. It will be the absolute greatest Netflix documentary they ever make. 100%.
0: Hey, is the World Cup start Sunday or is that the next week? Sunday with no alcohol. Did yeah, that? that's what I was going to just talk about. Yeah, the in cutter, they cut off all of all beer sales at those games at first it was going to be hide the beer tents and hide the the drinking the beer it came directly
1: from directly from the royal family even though cutter said to fifa we will allow it and then 48 hours beforehand the royal family said no
0: I hope that the English hooligans show up there and start <laughs> raising some hell. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? And apparently there's going to be
1: alcohol for sale up in the luxury suites. Not even for sale. They're going to be giving it away, but only to the luxury suites. And yes. it's going to be highly hidden is what they said.
0: I mean, it, that should have been in their bid. Well, first of all, we everyone knows that the bid was was crooked. I mean, FIFA's uh, FIFA's been crooked. The bid was crooked because everyone said, "Look, Australia was on the ballot, and Australia only got one vote," which I think even Seth Blatter, the head of FIFA, said, "You know it's crooked." But Seth Blatter's crooked. I mean, and it isn't. I'm not just saying they're crooked to say they're crooked. These
1: FIFA has documented issues.
0: Go uh, and Google,
1: yeah. Google on YouTube, Johnny Harris YouTube, and look up Johnny Harris. Johnny Harris is an investigative journalist who I think used to be actually on Vice News and stuff. Um, he started his own YouTube channel. He's got unbelievable researchers, unbelievable editors. The actual videos that he does are amazing. His most recent one from last night is how Cutter got the, uh, the World Cup and he goes over all of the documented payments to the heads of Concacaf, the African delegation, uh the S- South American delegation. He goes over step by step the dollars that these people received and he's going to uh, release his second part I think next week. But the first well, part you you can see, I mean, it, it it's again documented. It's not him like saying, "Hey, this ha- this may have happened." It's, "Hey, in this bank account, we know from court records, this is what was paid. Well, and there's alcohol. Every country going
0: to the World Cup drinks alcohol, except for, I think, Saudi Arabia. Other than that, everyone drinks alcohol. I mean, in Iran, it's not, it's supposedly illegal, but everyone drinks in Iran. They're If you are in a country that has bid for the World Cup and you win the bid, you need to accept that for the month that the people are there, these fans from all over the world are there, you need to allow alcohol. I mean, first of all, they moved the World Cup from the summer to the winter so that it could be in Qatar. And now they're pulling this crap at the very last minute. And there are some people that are... You mean, I mean what yep. Budweiser paid
1: $75 million to sponsor
0: Cutter doesn't have their beer tents.
1: Yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean, put, put yourself in, in Budweiser doesn't care. They don't sell in Cutter. So Cutter doesn't care. Cutter's not beholden to them, but Cutter is, no. a you know, they make their money from oil and natural gas and yeah. oil and natural gas is yeah, again, Johnny Harris, just brilliant. He basically goes on this rant about how Cutter knows oil and natural gas is not the future of the world, that the world is based on renewables. So, Qatar didn't mind spending $22 billion to you know, bribe and get the World Cup. And now they're just going to make their own rules um, because and they, they have have can. Air
0: con- to just think of how bad it is for the environment, the power that it takes to air condition
1: outdoor no. stadiums. Remember, they're not air conditioning them. What they've done is they've engineered it for air circulation. So it it is supposedly renewable and natural the way that they're actually circulating that air to keep it at 73 degrees.
0: When it's 130 degrees out, I I just don't well, I don't understand the engineering it would take for that.
1: Well, I mean, geothermal, you can think about it this way geothermally you can heat and cool a home through geothermal with no actual power.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's... So there's ways. I remember in Oregon growing up that there was some geothermal power generators somewhere, I think, out in eastern Oregon.
1: I think the entire country of Iceland runs on renewable
0: energy. Yeah. And I think, what, 70% of the electric cars in Norway, or 70% of the cars in Norway are electric, or the 70%... And almost all of them are
1: Teslas. Yep. Like yep. almost a hundred percent. Well, I, I think they cost like $20,000 cheaper than the regular car just because of the incentives there and stuff. I, oh, that's true. Yeah. They, it's, they, it's, I, I it's mean, subsidized. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you look at, uh, who was that guy that we, I, I sent you the Marjorie Taylor green, uh, the guy who did, um, the attack on Marjorie Taylor green today, cause she's calling for an investigation. I, oh again, yeah, the they're, Democrats. They're,
0: they're wanting to uh, investigate everyone. You, it was the guy that you sent me. Was his? It's his name is um, Tyler. Uh, yeah, I like his. I like the podcast it's you you sent war. me. Yeah, um, we're, lo- we're to, both looking s- it up on. Uh, Brian Taylor Cohen. He's, he's good. got a pretty good podcast. He explains things pretty
1: well. He's good, but but he brought up you know hey. The, the Republicans, you know, they don't want to talk about all the subsidies that we give to the oil and gas companies. And uh, Elon Musk, he knows, you know, he's researched all the subsidies that they give to the oil and gas companies. People come out and say that Tesla was built on the the, the backs of taxpayers because some of us got $7,500 tax rebate for buying our Teslas early. Um, yeah. The reality is each car that is put on the roads uh, from GM and Ford, you're giving, uh-huh. you're giving them significantly more subsidies per car to GM and Ford than you are to Tesla. Plus, you're giving the gas companies subsidies for pulling out the gas from the ground uh, in right. order to 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 power those cars. So while while Tesla was built on that seventy five hundred dollar tax credit, it's by far significantly smaller. Than what you give to to keep this, and, and I'm not arguing that this country doesn't need oil and gas; it doesn't need Ford and GM. I'm just arguing that Tesla, you know, when, when you look at it, they're getting far less. And and when Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to point the finger and look at specific things, I, I'm not arguing that Biden is innocent. I think the Biden family. Uh, it's just like the Trump family, but I, I think the reality of the situation is if you looked at every one of these politicians, you'd find something wrong. Yeah. Everyone. So. All right. Hunkering us down in investigations does, does nobody any good.
0: No, that's Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just going to be tit for tat over and over and over again. And when does it stop? that's yeah we need to move we need to move on from all of that and get and so that congress can get either nothing done or something done i mean if every
1: president from this point forward is going to get um uh investigated yeah what why why so okay all right off to the weekend
0: uh have a good trip uh next week gary and i will be talking to you uh This is the Election Insider Podcast with Richard Barron and Gary Vaughn. Gary Vaughn of Daily Stock Picks Podcast. And he's at Daily Stock Picks 3 on Twitter. I'm at Richard Barron 2 on Twitter. We'll see you later. Bye.